Hey, coaches, before we get going today, I want to extend an invitation to you. Do you have a great player or a leader you're going to count on next season to run the show for you? Well, don't leave their success and your team's success to chance, or you may end up disappointed. Thousands of coaches send their players to a point guard college camp each year so they can discover how to think the game, lead your team, and run the show. We'll send them back to you a smarter player, a better player, and better equipped to foster a championship culture next season in practice and in the locker room. I've had many of our own college players attend a PGC camp, and it's always had a huge impact on them on and off the court. You can go to pgcbasketball.com to find a camp near you. Coaches, TJ Rosine here. We're going to continue our four-part series. This is part number two, and we're going to talk about things that you can do to become a better and more productive coach, either move your career forward, move your team forward, or just be happier with how you finish the day every single day. But before we do, let's jump in with a quick message from our friends over at Shot Tracker. You know, Magic Johnson says this, Shot Tracker will revolutionize the game, not only because it automates the tracking of detailed player stats, but also because it's an affordable solution for basketball programs at every level magic johnson supports the shot tracker you should check it out what gets measured gets done so coaches when you get a chance go check it out shottracker.com also remember go to teamsnap.com forward slash pgc for four free months with our friends over at team snap make sure you help us out and go check it out teamsnap.com forward slash pgc hey last week we talked about um, two specific things. We talked about the stories that you tell yourself, divorcing the stories um, and, and getting out of the mold of just telling yourself stuff that's not going to be productive. It's just a waste of time. We also talked about just the whole make your bed theory. And we talked about just getting up and completing something or going to the office and moving one thing forward and just getting the ball rolling for, you know, if you're anything like me at some point in my career and some point in my life, both of those things have hindered me. I've got caught up in a story that was just a waste of time. What was me? I didn't like this. This wasn't fair. And when I look back on it, it was just a complete waste of time. And I was just looking for somebody to commiserate with me. But it actually was very, very unproductive, a part of my life. So we took stock of those things that might be happening in your life. And the second one we talked about was just getting up every day and uh, doing something to get the ball rolling. It, paralysis by analysis. So many of us can go into the office and we can just say, oh, gosh, I've got a mountain of things to do and not move any of them forward just because we're overwhelmed. And sometimes we just got to pull uh, just a little string here, a little string there, push the ball forward just a little bit this way or a little bit that way. Just got to get it going. And that's just by completing one task. And that will lead to the completion of the next task. Um, so those are two we talked about last week. So today we're going to go in um, a little bit different direction with number three and four, but things that are just a, kind of apply the same way. And the first one um, with this would be this. Uh, one of the things that served me really well in my coaching career, but also I've seen a lot of people fall on the sword by not doing this is being vulnerable as a coach. You know, I think so many times. Uh, we get our defenses up and rightfully so. I mean, just being honest, I mean, it, it, I mean, it's so hard to be a coach this day and time. Everybody knows better from the stands. Everybody knows better from the TV. Everybody knows better. Uh, mom, dad, 
AD, the teacher down the hall. Everybody seems to know better than actually the people in the arena. You know, as coaches, we know that's not true, but uh, but we deal with that reality every day that everybody thinks they know better than the people in the arena. And that's a tough thing to swallow every single day. And I think that's one of the reasons, as a coach, we put up our defenses. And most of the time, it's really hard for us as coaches to make parents happy. Um, their kids aren't getting enough playing time. Their kids aren't getting enough shots. Their kid, whatever it is that they're not getting. And so, therefore, when we're not making them happy, it gives us another reason to kind of put our dukes up. And uh, that's why I believe that I see so many coaches not be vulnerable. Um, and I'm going to give you a couple instances where I think it's really important for you to be vulnerable. But what, is, what does it do when you are vulnerable? What, does that, uh, what fruits does that produce? Well, a couple thoughts for you. Number one, uh, it breaks down walls. You know, when you have players that you're trying to reach – we want them to share with us. We want them to tell us everything so that we can better understand them. But oftentimes they're not willing to break down those walls until we set the example of how to break down those walls and be vulnerable. Um, I found this really productive over the course of my career when I uh, let my guard down and I shared saying things with particular players. Now, I think, you know, you have to be careful, you know, age, stage appropriate. You got to make sure male, female, you know, there's a lot of things you need to make sure that you are appropriate about. I mean, you can't just open up the um, the closet door and let everything out. If there's things that aren't appropriate for that age, that stage or, or, or whatever it is, the team that you might be coaching. But where can you be vulnerable? It's important to figure out where that is. And if you think like anything like me, you know, you got enough, um, you know, enough issues that uh, you could probably share in just about any arena um, and probably go on for days. Cause I know I've made my fair share of mistakes and beyond my fair share of mistakes and uh, have a lot of reason to be vulnerable to, to share um, those things with other players. And what I found is, you know, for instance, like I coach in college and, you know, I, I don't know why I coach college. I don't know why the Lord put me into college coaching, but if I had to take a guess, I would guess it was this is because it was one of the hardest, most trying times of my life. And all of the things that I learned and all the mistakes that I made have better prepared me to be a college coach because, uh, you know, there was a little bit of smooth sailing in high school and a little bit of smooth sailing in middle school, but then college, the wheels fell off a little bit for me. And there's a lot of things um, that maybe I wasn't equipped to handle. I was young. I was immature. There was a whole bunch of things and or a whole bunch of mistakes that I look back on that I would have done or would have acted differently. And so I'm vulnerable with my players and I tell them, Hey, listen, here are the mistakes that I made. Here's where things went wrong. And I think they're more likely to listen to me when they actually realize that we might share a problem. We might share an issue that I am human, that I'm not just Mr. You know, perfect coach. And I make all the rules. I do this. No, I, Hey, I've been in your shoes and I've screwed up in your shoes. Um, I think that's uh, really, really helpful, um, for, for people to hear, for coaches to, um, to uh, share with their players. So I think we got to be mindful of it. Um, and our vulnerability helps to break down their walls, helps to build connections, deeper connections to our players. And uh, we can't always expect to be them to be the one that breaks down those walls and them the one that becomes vulnerable without us first modeling it. So that's the first thing I want you to consider is modeling vulnerability. Um, to your players and, and, and to really honestly to your coaches and the coworkers and, and really you can even model it to parents if you want to, um, you know, without going into too much, I've had a parent, you know, who, uh, one time was, uh, a parent of one of my players and they were upset with me and the playing time that this young person got, 
Um, and I loved that player. And this has actually happened to me multiple times in my career, but I actually loved that player and they weren't playing. And, um, you know, one of the things I asked and one of the framings I put around for this parent was I said, listen, you know, either you think one of two things, either you think I'm a poor coach or a bad person because I'm not playing your child because I'm a bad coach or you think I'm just not playing because I don't like them, you know, and, and that's not being a, a mature adult and um, just playing favorites. And I just like this person better than that person. So, you know, one of the two things is, is probably a reality here is you just think I'm vindictive and don't like that person or you think I'm a bad coach. And I said, you know what? I'll own both of those. You know, I'm not always perfect as a person and as a coach. Gosh, I know I screw up and I know I'm going to continue to screw up. But if you could take some time to think about which one it is, I'd love to know. I'd love the feedback. And I think that level of vulnerability, like, took the parent back a little bit when they started thinking, gosh, um, I'm not ready to say either one of those things. And I can't believe the coach was willing and humble enough to say um, those things. And I'm not saying that I'm a super humble person. I was being authentic in the moment. I was just saying to them, hey, listen, I think it boils down to one of these two things. And I'd like to know where you think I've, I'm, I'm failing. And uh, that level of vulnerability, letting the coach or letting the parent know that I, I don't know everything. I don't always make the right decision because I followed up that comment with that same thing. I don't always make the right decision, you know, and I got to live with the decisions I make. But I am trying. I am trying to make the best decision every single time. But I look back on my career, I can think of a thousand decisions that I made the wrong decision. And um, and I think a lot of times as coaches, we're more wired to say, it wasn't my fault. I didn't do it. Or so-and-so doesn't understand this, or this parent's crazy or that, you know, and, and I think one of the things that we can do is just start with being vulnerable and people, it takes them back a little bit and they start thinking, wow, this is just a human being who has faults, just like I have faults, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but with the biggest benefit being you building stronger relationships with those people that you are vulnerable with. So let's um, jump into number two here in just a second, but we're going to take a quick halftime break over with our friends at Team Snap. And don't forget to go to teamsnap.com forward slash PGC. Coaches, we all want our players communicating better on the floor. Night communication, N-I-T-E, names. First of all, we want to make sure they're communicating with names. If I wanted Adam to do something and I wanted to make sure that he heard the command, I would say, Adam, turn up the volume. I would use his name first. It's the sweetest sound of the English language. People love hearing their name. Teach your players to make sure that they are using names every single day when they're communicating in practice. And coaches, I know you want to communicate with your team better. You need to go check out teamsnap.com forward slash PGC. Teamsnap.com forward slash PGC. You're going to get a four-month free trial. And if you want your practices, your games, and your meetings to run more smoothly, you need to check out Team Snap. And I promise your team's program will run smoother. Okay, coaches, so let's jump into the second one, kind of playing off being vulnerable a little bit um, is, you know, that that theory. And I've, I've touched on it before in one of the sessions, but I wanted to go a little bit deeper. But swallowing the frog, like doing um, that hard thing, particularly um, having like hard conversations or addressing some issue or talking to a particular parent or asking the question that you're afraid to ask of the AD or the principal, or um, it could be um, addressing the elephant in the room with a player in a bad attitude. 
um, well, this player's wanting to transfer and move. That's some of the rumors I'm hearing. Well, here, here's here's the thing that I I feel pretty passionate about is I can't really think of too many times in my life where I regretted just swallowing the frog and doing the hard thing. Um, in fact, as the older I get and the more I coach, the more I realize that I'm excited about those moments. I can't tell you how many times the trajectory of our season or the trajectory of a player or a relationship changed because somebody was willing to confront and have the conversation or make the statement that needs to be said or ask the question that needs to be asked. They just swallowed the frog. They did the hard thing. And I am also surprised by how many times I think in this profession, we try and sweep things under the rug. We'd rather not deal with it. And I, I acknowledge there's a lot of politics and, you know, so-and-so thinks this and they don't understand your profession. And I, I get all that. And I'm, I'm highly aware of that. And I see it happen every single day in the workforce and in our profession. But my challenge to you is to start hitting those things head on. Um, and you know, I can give you a couple examples and I've given them before on the ep- on different episodes, but I talked about a young player who they never smiled. They never complimented their teammates. They weren't always playing hard. They weren't, they were always in the gray area. And I think early in my career, I just let them live in the gray area. I didn't have any reason to be really mad at them, but at the same time, I wasn't really pleased with them. And, uh, that's one of the biggest adjustments that I've ever made in my career is the gray area is not allowed. It's, it's going to be either above the line or below the line. And so that conversation is as transparent as this being vulnerable, but also swallowing the frog. Hey, listen, you know, Hey, Joe, Sarah, whatever it is, I just got to be honest with you. You're not a very fun player to coach. Um, you always act like you're upset. You don't communicate with your teammates. I haven't seen you give a high five in 11 days and so on and so on. And most of the time I see that just kind of like, yeah, I'm frustrated with them, but they do this. I'm frustrated with them. But look, something needs to change. They're not smiling. They're not happy. They're not competent. Their teammates are not like something's not going well. And so who knows what direction that's going to go? You know, I mean, it could go a million different directions. I mean, you could go and they could say, you know, hey, well, screw you, coach. I'll be who I want to be. Well, there you go. You got your answer. Is that the kind of player you want on your team anyway? Or maybe let's say, hey, coach. Uh, yeah, can I talk to you after practice? There's a lot going on. And then you realize that something happened and their parents are getting a divorce or whatever the situation might be. And you think, gosh, I wish I'd asked this a while back rather than wait to this moment. I mean, who knows what the answer is going to be for that person. But what you do know is you don't like what's happening. And why would you let that go even 30 more seconds or 30 more minutes, much less 30 more days if you know it's not a productive action, it's not good for that player, it's not good for you and your mental health, and it's not good for your team. Swallow the frog. Have the conversation. What about your athletic director or your principal or somebody like that? You go in and you're like, um, I don't think they're happy with me. I, maybe parents are complaining. Um, I don't know if they're going to let me keep my job. I don't. What's the worst thing that can happen? You set up a meeting. You walk into the AD's office and you say, hey, listen, um, Hey, I, I, this could be a false uh, perception, but I, I do have this perception that you're not happy with the job that I'm doing. And maybe some parents are unhappy with me. It just, maybe it's the way that, uh, I, I've just rubbed you lately. I, I'd love to know how you're feeling about me, what I could do better. And if anything, you think I'm doing well, you know, and the AD could respond in a multitude of ways, but let's just take the best case scenario. Oh, are you kidding me? You know, I love the job you're doing. Of course not. I'm sorry if I gave you that vibe. Oh, okay. Well, now you don't got to worry about it anymore. 
Let's go to the flip side of that. Um, yeah, I think you're a horrible coach, and I'm definitely letting you go at the end of the season. Well, great. At least you have time to plan rather than find out on the last day of school. You still got three months of school, and if you want to keep coaching, you can find another another coaching job. You can go look. Like, aren't you better off knowing in that situation? And so the point being, if you swallow the frog and you and you do do the hard thing, you address the elephant in the room, you have the hard conversation, you make the tough statement, it's going to move you forward. And what's the alternative to not touching any of that stuff is it's going to keep you treading water, maybe even have you moving backwards. I don't think that's the direction that you want to be moving in. I don't think you want to be stagnant. So if you're thinking about um, swallowing the frog, what are some things that you need to go ahead and swallow the frog? Like what's that one thing that's just bothering you, that player you go to practice every day and you're like, oh, gosh. You know, like, or that parent that you know sits up in the stands and does this, or the person you're working with, or the assistant coach that you're not getting along with. Look, just try it. Just try it once or twice. You know, it's not always pretty, but oftentimes I find even when it's not pretty, the other side of it is where I needed to be. I needed to move past this. So, where can you swallow the frog? What conversations can you have? Uh, my challenge is in the next day or two to email, call, text, find that person and say, let's talk and go have that conversation that you need to have. Quit letting it hang out on your shoulders. Even if you don't get the answer you want, at least it's off your shoulders. So I think it'd be a really good next step for you, um, coaches. So uh, it, it, this week, if you were to put those two things in action, where could you be more vulnerable as a coach? Give more of yourself, drop your guard a little bit more, build some greater connections. And what what frogs could you swallow to make sure that you are, um, you know, doing the hard thing to make sure you're you're moving forward? Moving forward is never easy. Uh, sometimes it's painstaking. Sometimes it's slow. But oftentimes it's just a hurdle. And that hurdle is simple to cross as long as we'll swallow the frog and just do the hard thing. Um, you know, and so that's my challenge to you coaches, uh, for this week, those two things, swallow the frog, be vulnerable, uh, see where you can apply those into your life. I'd love to hear your stories about how you applied it, how it made an impact, uh, or maybe how it just blew up a little bit, but most of the time, even when it blows up, it's just a good story that you can tell one day. So I want to hear all of them. Let me know, uh, at coach TJ Rosane, um, at hardwood underscore hustle. Um, go check us out at PGC basketball dot com check out adam at lead them up but we uh, we just want to stay in touch with you coaches want to continue to serve we love your ideas and things that you want to hear about uh but hope these two served and we got two more parts this coming where there's just little one percenters that you can implement to become a more productive coach Till next time i'm out <laughs>